Welcome to the Open Door Policy Podcast. In each episode, we speak with all types of joyful missionary disciples who are unleashing the gospel in different and exciting ways. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share our podcast with your family and friends. And in this episode, we give you what you have been clamoring for, and that's more Danielle Center, lover of otters and prairie dogs. Hey, Danielle. Not in that order. (laughs) Not in that order. In in an equal order. (laughs) You can't even list one before the other. They're they're just both equal to me. Anyway, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm also doing great. Let me Slightly uh, more great. (laughs) I'm doing better (laughs) than you. This is a competition. Well, let me ask you yeah. why you're doing great what uh what's god doing in your life what uh what grace do you want to share he's just been doing the things love that love that god love that uh, god love that god <laughs> best one <laughs> um I, I guess like a grace of today gee i went to just holy hour this morning it was great prayed thanks be to god Dro- drove to work looked at the trees they were great i was like all this is great love danielle what about you? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Uh, I had a really great grace recently. My um, my brother and his wife have twins, and I got hey, to baptize them hey. recently, which was so much fun. There were so many like little kids there and family, uh, both like my family, my sister in law's family. There were um, like some friends and people they know who were there as well, and it was just a loud and rowdy, beautiful baptism for these two two little boys, and it. It filled me with so much joy. I'm really uh, grateful. I have Sibs who are twins, who I think the listeners know. And so, is it boy, boy, girl, boy, girl? boy? Hey, yep. Little so. little new members of the faith. Amen. God bless yeah. them. Hey, y'all have a great adventure. And they smelled like chrism afterwards, yeah. which was awesome. I love that smell too. All right. Speaking of chrism, Good. are you ready for rapid fire <laughs> questions, Danielle? Yeah. Is there one about prison? <laughs> you don't there get to be. ask ahead okay. of time. The right? funny thing, we were talking about this before, is that I wrote these. <laughs> and by the all right. Like all right. Them from me, I'm like, all okay, right. that's fine. I'm going to ask them in a different order. Anyway. Yeah, you could. Take that. Okay. What are you praying for these days? Oh, this isn't a different order. Isn't that number six? <laughs> <laughs> this is rapid fire. Sorry. Let's okay. Go. Okay. Okay. Um, I... I, I'm, I'm, I'm thanking God a lot. I'm praying a little bit about where he wants me to be. And I'm praying with like some new art, which is just uh, 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 so exciting. 100 degrees and humid? 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, below. 100, 100. All right. 100. Uh, what scent elicits an immediate memory? Um, I would say like cinnamon or like those Christmas scents when you come into the house and it smells like Christmas time. A little bit of pine tree. Yes, yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. What was your first concert? So this one is kind of tricky because um, I think what it was is I went to Hero the Rock Opera. This is how it is. What's the most beautiful church you've been to? Salt Lake City. What's the church? Church of the Magdalene. What item of clothing would someone be surprised to find in your closet? Mm, so someone once asked me if I ever appear and I quote out of costume. <laughs> but, but so that it'd be pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, um, I I would say uh, I have a pair of, of red cowboy boots. What class could you teach? I I could make up a lot of things and teach them to people. Um, probably throwing a seven course dinner party because that's like something that I really like doing. Yeah. What is your superpower? I can fall asleep anywhere. 
What do you remember about church as a kid? Oh, this one has a great story, so come back to it. It's, I remember smiling, but not for like a holy reason, so we need to come back. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the last live performance you saw? Do, 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 do. Um, I the rock opera? <laughs> My first and last. I was like, I have had enough of this. No, I went to Stratford, Canada, and I saw... The Merry Wives of Windsor, and I saw Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, Meg, give me some counsel. Feed me. Tell me about the cowboy boots. So, yeah, my dad bought those for me. On He saw them on sale somewhere, and they're really cute. I just don't really know how to style them because I'm from the city, so I don't. So if anyone has any suggestions on styling cowboy boots, please reach out to me on social media. Red cowboy boots, Red, right? yeah, with a square toe. I don't know if that matters to people, but th- <laughs> there you go. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a great big star I'll be in a pair of cowboy boots. Uh, where's the like oddest or funniest place you've fallen asleep? Um, Dude, okay, so here's the thing is my favorite place to sleep is our airplanes. Like, I just really relax on them. And I remember (laughs) on this one flight, I like, I was so, I was like asleep, asleep. And even if I wake up a little bit, like I can't open my eyes. And these people next to me were like, Oh, she definitely took drugs. And I was like, joke's on you. I'm just tired. But like, I didn't wake up. you could hear them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And tell me about church as a kid. Okay. Here's, here's the story. So... We, God bless my parents, great parents, always did their best, five kids in five years, right? So getting out the door on time, not our strong suit. We were often late to mass. And so people would, which I still am, and I have no excuse because I have zero children. It's a family tradition. (laughs) Um, And people would turn around to like stare at us. Baby Danielle, like in my mind, it was because (laughs) I'm so embarrassed to like look you in the face and tell you this. I'll look away. Okay, thanks, friend was because I was so beautiful that everyone just wanted to turn and see how cute I looked in my Sunday clothes. So, <laughs> so that's like my memory of mass and being like, what up? Showed up people of God. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, Hello, everyone. Yeah. Wow. I know. That is a great story to finish rapid fire questions with. Thanks, Danielle. Thanks. All right, Danielle, just talking about like, normally when we have a guest, we ask them what God's doing in their life. I know you've gone through like a big change in your life. Why don't you share about that and how how God was leading you there? What had happened was, okay, so God loves me, right? More than everyone else. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Um, I don't know where where you found that. That's the uh, little girl, Danielle. Yeah, be like, "Mm." Hey, friends. Okay, so I, as you know, because we've known each other for a while. So I've been working. For a minute. Yeah, I've been working in uh, ministry for the past 10 years. Good things, good things. Uh, beautiful, like so grateful to God. And then um, this past like year, I've been like, oh, wow. I feel like I'm just kind of hitting burnout and things are hard in a way they haven't been hard before. So I was praying and I was like seeking the counsel of people. And and, um, and you're like someone who doesn't do anything halfway. No, right? like, that's like super you true. you are totally yeah. 100% plus in when you do something. Right, exactly. So um, that's very accurate. And so I was just seeking counsel and I was praying and I was like, God, what do you want me to do now? Cause I just feel burnt out. And he was like, well, I don't really want you to die. 
and I don't really care about what you do. I care about who you are. And that really shifted. I mean, that's tricky to hear, especially when you're in ministry that God's like, I care. I don't really care about what you're doing. I'm like, but for real. (laughs) Um, But I just care about who you are. And he was like, why don't you come away for some time? There were some different uh, scripture passages that I was praying through. One was uh, Jesus calling his disciples away for a time. One was the story of Mary Magdalene. That's that church that I was talking about too, tied into that. In Salt Lake City. In Salt Lake City. And um, in this story, you know, she comes to Jesus and she gives him this oil that the funny thing is you just yawn. <laughs> I didn't yawn. Okay. Um, so she gives him this oil and <laughs> she uh, she breaks it on him and people say, oh, that could have been sold for 300 days wages. And he's just like, back off. Like, and and I really felt that invitation of like, what does it mean to waste time on God? Like to waste like where someone else could be like, wow, that was a waste. But like he and I know that it wasn't and it was for him. And I, I felt this invitation. I'll say these words, <laughs> scandalous words on air. I felt an invitation to a torrid summertime love affair. Right. So this like remo- this a step away from what with I was doing. With, yeah. With God. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> what? What? How long have you been my I, co-host? Oh, how many, I'm how just many saying, episodes? We need anyway. To say that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With God. God invited me in yeah. prayer to a, a love affair with him, not yeah. with someone else. To so, go away and to yeah, be with him. Yeah, to reconnect. So we, I was like, dang, this is how the voice of God sounds. Is like on one hand, just terrifying. And on the other hand, like I cannot ignore it. Like I'm not not going to do that thing. Right. I've dedicated my life to telling people to follow God's invitations. And then it comes along and I'm like, yeah, well, no. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this is going to be the best. I'm going to do it. So um, I, I walked away from my job and I walked into a new adventure. I, uh, I hit Europe over the summer, some really holy sites. Thanks be to God. I went to Lourdes, uh, which is where Mary appeared to a woman named Bernadette. In France. Have right? you been there? I have not been to Lourdes, no. Oh, you would like it. Maybe. I would. I I've been know. to Fatima and I've been really... Um, you know, hoping one day to go to Lourdes, but it, it has not happened yet. You've got time. And then I walked the Camino de Santiago, the full thing this time, 523 miles. It took me 31 days. I got sick twice, but every day was like just astoundingly beautiful and good. And I felt just like like renewal in my heart, like God was giving me a new life. And then I went to Fatima as well. I went to Barcelona and I visited a friend of mine in the Black Forest. And then I came back and it was like, well, <clears throat> Now, now what do we do? Right. So um, it's beautiful finding a new a new pace. My youngest brother got married, went to his wedding, and now I'm working in just uh, secular industry um, doing nine to five Monday through Friday. What up, friends? So that's where I am. But it's really beautiful because I just really feel the presence of God in all of this. And I have a lot of peace about it. Um, I have a lot of joy in it. I, I've, I felt renewal. I know that God is still working. He was just so so faithful to me this summer and um just you know you read the the psalms from the psalmists about the god who who rescued you and to know that he loves me like this and so personally and so like lavishly it was really great that's a great term the lavish love of god yeah right uh just wondering what was your prayer like this summer while you were um away (laughs) was it was it that kind of intimacy with him was it a kind of like carefreeness was it more of a um 
like concern about what uh, what the future would be? Well, so before I left, I was kind of like, should I line something up for when I come back? And I kind of realized that that was just going to, you know, distract me. And I wanted, I think, I think I told you this, I only bought a one-way flight right. because I wanted the freedom to to see what would happen. And there was just like a radical availability of like, hey, friend, like, whatever, wherever, like, I don't have that, like, cutting ties is like, that, that sounds like I, like, burned bridges, but I didn't, like, (laughs) 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 goodbye, family, no, no, yeah, yeah, I, like, I, I didn't have, you know, a real, like, a real need to come back in a timeline, is what I guess I'll say, so I was like, all right, God, do what you want to do, and the prayer, I mean, you've, you've traveled before, you've walked the Camino before, you know, it's also exhausting, um, And, and tiring and I mean like your feet get torn apart I got sick twice so like there was that but every day it was so beautiful I walked with the I walked the northern route it's called so the ocean was to my right the mountains were to my left so to just see and witness the beauty that um of God's creation it was like yes Lord so I just sang like every hymn I knew like all the verses you know <laughs> over and over again it was great and then I sang trashy pop because you know me <laughs> <laughs> so when you came back, did you feel, I mean, do you feel like your relationship with the Lord is any different now? Um, I, that's a, that's a good question. And it's a tricky question because. Don't sound surprised that I asked a good question. You know, <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> um, I, sorry, sorry, that's sorry. okay. Um, I, I was thinking about this this morning because I've always been pretty close to Jesus. And I feel like that. It connected me in a new way to God the Father, mm. um, which I I didn't I didn't like expect to see happen, and just like the concept of like a God who provides and a God who cares. So um, yeah, in that way, new. Um, and then it's always just exciting to get to know someone, and by someone I can mean like your personal savior yeah. on a on a new level and on a different level, and and also look back and be like, you have been calling me to this kind of thing all along, and. Um, if I hadn't been able, like if you hadn't given me the grace to say yes in those small things, I don't think I would have been able to have the grace to say yes in this big one. So thank you. And then also, um, to, to just be aware of like the, the sacredness of, of the way God has called me, right? He had called me into ministry, but he had never called me to be married. Right. So I had a, a freedom that a lot of people don't have. Yeah. And so even though there might've been like pain in that, in some ways it was like, Oh wow. Look, look at God do God, you know? So mm-hmm. that was really cool. Yeah. He gives you the gifts, gives us the gifts that like he's got prepared for yeah. us. Not always what we've planned out for our own lives. Yeah. 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 And you're like, well, I'm not. And that's the other beautiful thing too, is to just, look at that and say, I couldn't have planned this for myself, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. I wouldn't have been, if someone was like, okay, well, what's your, you know, three-year plan? It wouldn't have been, okay, and then I quit my job and just throw myself in the arms of God on the northern coast of Spain. But that was God's plan. And by golly, that was a really it's incredible a beautiful plan. plan, right? Yeah, yeah. That, because it's with him. It's being yeah. with him. I, uh... I mean, not as intense as you're talking about, but I had a 
for the first time in my priesthood, I did an eight-day directed retreat this summer. Meaning you directed it or you went to it? I went and I was directed and it was normally priests do like a five-day, but there's another option that's an eight-day that... You know, maybe it doesn't sound like a lot more, but it's a yeah. it, it's longer. Yeah. And you can go deeper and it's a little more intense. And that experience for me was was so renewing and you talk about the intimacy with the Lord. Yeah. Just kind of getting away. I went to uh southern South Dakota, uh, which if you want to get away, uh <laughs> southeast South Dakota Not is about as good up. as you get. Okay. <laughs> uh no ocean or mountains, but yeah. But beautiful sunsets and beautiful uh, sunrises over the yeah. plains there. And uh, it was a time of just just great uh, uh, kind of going back to that relationship yeah. with the Lord and, and just being quiet and being with him. And, and there's a way that he invites us back into that at certain moments or seasons yeah. of our lives. And I just think what a great grace that was to to come back with him this summer. What did you learn from that? I learned how much I fill my life with noise. Yeah, right. And to go away for eight days. So eight-day silent retreat means like no technology for mm-hmm. eight days and no talking for eight days. And actually, most of that is not filled with a bunch of other things right. too, right? So it's a lot of open space for mm-hmm. the Lord to be the Lord. And I I learned how much of my life gets filled with noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it necessary, because that, that's life with other people mm-hmm. and with work and responsibilities, especially in the mission um, as a priest. And it's beautiful noise. But oftentimes the necessity of that noise leads to filling it other times with noise, right? Uh, needing to have a device right. on, whether it's music mm-hmm. or whether it's uh, social media or whether it's, you know, uh, other things on computers or, or televisions or, or even just like, I feel like such an old man saying this, but every time I go to the gas station and there's I like know. a TV or radio playing, I'm like, ah, <laughs> I can't get away from it. Uh, so that time was a great reminder of the still silent voice that the Lord uses to call us and how, yeah, just how gentle that is, how invitational, gentle, and persistent the Lord's voice was. It's so hard to, for me, to cultivate that, like, that availability as well. And we're, I mean, like, our personalities are pretty close. Like, we're both really extroverted. We both just like doing stuff. And, like, we care a lot about people. So there are demands on our time, right? And so it's like, what does that, like, how do I do that, right? One thing that I'm thinking about now is I try to keep my radio off in my car, but like I love listening to music. Like you say, like like I just enjoy it. I I enjoy yeah. hearing happy tunes and but but I do also see the fruit when I have like the self-control to keep the radio off. Yeah, carving out silence. And that's what you talked about a holy hour. Yeah. Spending time in prayer. Uh, a holy hour every day, obviously not possible for everyone who mm-hmm. listens to a, listens, but um, really taking intentional time each day. And, and the best verb for me is carving it out, right? Yeah. Being really intentional to say, I'm going to create space for the Lord to break in here. I saw this really interesting um, thing and it said, <laughs> did you like how descriptive that was? Um, I saw this one thing this one time. I saw this time. one thing this one time. No, it was like a short video. And there was this woman, she was some kind of artist. I can't remember what kind, if she was a writer or what. But she said, she was saying something along the lines of, 
the the enemy of creativity is distraction and I thought that was really like that I don't know it just kind of shifted me a little bit and I think that that's kind of the enemy of a lot of stuff yeah like the enemy of prayer is like you know shiny and yeah. like hey uh someone else has a need or whatever so yeah that's something it's interesting because I had such a beautiful grace so it's like how do I keep that that's always the thing, right? You ha- When you have a grace and you have a consolation, how do you remember it and keep it alive? Yeah, it's the apostles going down the Mount of Transfiguration right. with Jesus. And, you know, Peter wants to build a tent, build three tents, and let's hang out here, three booths. And Jesus is telling him, no, like, this had a moment, and it's right. beautiful, and you should honor it and remember it. Um, but often our real work is going down the mountain right and journeying to Jerusalem which is journeying to the cross and there's there's just like a beauty in that struggle too yeah. in that like the tension of of the wrestle of like okay what do I do how do I do this so shout out to those who are struggling right now too amen we could talk forever so let's take okay a bye <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay, so I have this story. It doesn't really tie into what I was talking about before. <laughs> yeah, but we were talking <laughs> yeah. about like sharing forgiveness, reconciliation. Yeah, yeah. we were. Kind of uh, yeah, so let's talk about that. I ha- this is this is like kind of like, did you ever have one of those moments where you're like, oh, whoa, uh, this kind of changed my perspective. So this was my confession perspective shift. When I was in high school, I was homeschooled. Also, I belonged to a homeschool co-op and we were I think we were like one of two Catholic families in a co-op of like 40 or 50 families so we were the minority by far and I remember one day in class my literature teacher was talking and I wasn't listening and then he like paused and I realized he had asked me a question. I didn't hear what he had said because I was daydreaming. I was like, what did you say? And he said, if you knew that tomorrow was your last day, what would you do? And I was like, well, in the morning I'd go to confession. And he was like, and then what? And I was like, then I'd just live my day like I normally live it. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. like I was young. I was like 14 or 15. But I'm like, and and he was just like, really? Like, and he was sh- so shocked that I was like, what did I do wrong? So in the carpool home with my, my friend's mom, I was <laughs> like, so Mrs. Fill in last name, Snow, what would you do if tomorrow was your last day? And she she's a Christian. And she was like, I'd go in a room, I'd close the door and I would just like beg God for forgiveness all day, like like asking for his mercy. And I was like, oh, like all day. And that kind of shifted like how I saw the sacrament of reconciliation because mm-hmm. it had been something like until that day that I kind of just took for granted as like, this is this cool thing you can go. But I hadn't realized like what a gift it is to have yeah. in my life um, and just something that can restore my relationship with God, like, and every time I go into confession and I want to ask you what your perspective is, because I like I go in, I'm just like cry. And then the <laughs> priest is like, oh, gosh, center. And like, because y'all know me. And and it, it'll be interesting because sometimes the priest will be like, oh, what shit? What kind of penance do you want? And I'll be like, oh, a hard one. I'll be like, no, I'm not going to give you a hard one because I just want you to know, like, how much God loves you and how much his mercy extends to you. So it's it's been a huge grace in my life to to have the sacrament of 
reconciliation. But what's your what's your angle? So you're, you're on the other you're on the other side of most the of the time. But I box. you know priests still go to confession. Oh, that's so I true. go to confession to guys I know to the Solanus Casey Center. Yeah. Um, Great place to go. Yeah. Shout out. It is. It is confession every hour on the hour all day long. Um, so growing up, confession was always a part of our lives. We called it confession. I know yeah. like penance, reconciliation, yeah. different names. We called it confession. Well, it's called reconciliation in the letter. Yeah, That's 3. why 3. I, I use it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for us, it was always called confession. And uh, I had one experience when I was young, uh, when I was considering um, the priesthood with, uh, there's an older priest. But, but just background though, like what age-ish were you? Yeah, I was in college. Got so, it. you know, it was always a part of my life, sometimes more, sometimes less, but all through grade school and high school and college, it was always, you know, a regular part of my life. We'd go monthly growing up. Oh, wow. Like as a fam? Uh, Family? Yeah. I, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember like everyone going at once, right. but it was just kind of a thing like, mm -hmm. okay, we're going to go like maybe this cohort of the big family yeah. <laughs> is going to go now, right? Um, but there's one time I went uh, when I was in college and confessed my sins and the priest said, you forgot something. Oh, and wow. it freaked me out, right? So I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> Wait, soul you? reader. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he said, you forgot to say you didn't love the Lord your God with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I remember like, just being a little annoyed at that, like, <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> got me. But I thought about it later, like, you, you talk about a, a shift in your mind. Yeah. That was a, a, a great kind of shift for me in thinking about um, just wanting to love God completely. Yeah. And, and an indispensable part of that is asking his forgiveness. Yeah. Because of my brokenness. And, and so as a priest hearing confessions, there is really like no greater gift other than offering mass mm -hmm. than hearing confessions and just seeing the beautiful way people bring their brokenness to God and how much God loves to forgive them. And it's really humbling as a priest to yeah. be that instrument of his mercy. Um, and it challenges me day by day. Uh, we were talking with Ron about this before we started about bringing that spirit of forgiveness Mm -hmm. Not just in the confessional, but bringing it out into the world with people who maybe I struggle with and I need to ask forgiveness of. Um, and that happens more than I'd like, right? People I work with or friends that I get kind of short-tempered with or, um, you know, just I get distracted and neglect them or or are not always as kind as I should be. And knowing, like, the Lord wants me to seek reconciliation with them, mm -hmm. and that requires a kind of humility yeah. uh, to bring, not just in the confessional, but to bring out in, uh, in, in the world. And then to be the, on the other end of that as well, to, to freely forgive people when they hurt me right. as well. And maybe you could just have a different perspective of that because you sit in the chair. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like, the, so you get to see, what that looks like on another person's face. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like that's not something that I witness, but um, I think, yeah. Another thing that's just really incredible about the sacrament to me is that, I mean, like whether I know someone or not, because sometimes I confess to someone I know and sometimes I don't, same like you. Yeah. And um, one thing is like just the 
the level of like kind of weird about it, right? Like you sit across from someone and you're like, here are a list of all of the things that I have done wrong. Like what a, like just socially, that's not something (laughs) that like you would really want ever to do to someone else. It's so vulnerable. Um, And you like, if I was to sit across from you, I'd want you to know like what's cool about me. You know what I mean? Like I like otters and prairie dogs equally. Equally. Um, But like, I wouldn't want to to sit in front of you and be like, okay, you want to know where I like screw up with like the people that I love the most this way, this way, and this way. And, but like also just in that sacramental space, I'm never like, (laughs) I'm not met with like judgment or derision. It's just like, hey, here's some mercy. Like, like I here freely given to you. So, ah, yeah. Ah. And, and you know, it's really humbling as a priest because God uses all of the humanity of a priest. When we yeah. think about like the priesthood of Jesus Christ, he came as the eternal high priest. His priesthood is through his humanity, right? That's how he hmm. bridges the divide between God who hmm. is pure spirit and eternal and human creation. So his humanity is the kind of the means of his priesthood, how he bridges us, uh, brings us to God, brings us in communion with God. I think the way he uses me and others as priests is um, to use all of our humanity so you do actually look someone in the face. You are actually kind of, or or behind the screen, you hear the words. Right. Um, But it's not about me. Right. right? It's not like, it's not like you're telling me because of me. Right. It's so it's this incredibly humbling way of God is using me, but it's his mercy, it's his forgiveness. It's he's the one you're bringing this to. I'm bringing it to as a penitent. Um so you know, it's it is this human interaction, but it's so much more. And that's what the sacraments are. They're these kind of physical things yeah. that convey something so much right. deeper. Right. Now, question for you, two questions. Yeah. One question with two things under it. If it was an outline, there okay. would be like a Hang on, B. let me write okay. it out in my mind. <laughs> All right, I got it. Okay, question is, what would you say to scenarios are A, person who maybe hasn't been in a while. Scenario B is, um, I don't know, someone who's just like a little bit scared to go. Great. I'm going to answer those and then I'm going to ask you okay. what are things you don't want to hear or see as a penitent. Oh, from okay. A priest, right? Okay. 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 I'm, I'm, but I'm much better at being positive. So <laughs> I'll tell you what I love to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe okay. that's good. Um, so someone who hasn't been in a while. Yeah. I would say, um, you know, to not be afraid of it. Yeah. Uh, it, it, things that we haven't done in a while are scary. Right. Um, so if I haven't traveled abroad or I haven't exercised in a while right. or I haven't kind of talked to someone in a while, it's a there's an intimidation factor to it because I know I'm probably not going to know how to do it mm-hmm. as well as I think I should. Um, that's like that is the work of the evil one to put that block up that we don't turn to God's mercy. So I would say just be honest with the priest when you go in. Right. Um, no priest sh- would yell at you or give you a hard time if you say, I don't really know how to do this with a kind of honesty. And if he does, just walk out and go somewhere else. Right? Hey. Um, so I would say just be honest and go in there. Um, there are other times when maybe if it's been like a number of years, it'd be good to set up a time with the priest to say, hey, there, like I want some coaching through this that's more than like 
the line on Saturday afternoon. Right. And uh, and that's a, a wonderful thing. So and, and shout out to doing um, appointments because I do that. Yeah. With my friend, Father yeah. Paul, because I don't, <laughs> I always like on Saturday, I'm inevitably somewhere else. I'm like, how about we just hang out? Also, you hear my confession, loved and yell. Right. Yeah. So uh, the second question, I think you said if someone was scared. Yeah. Uh, my advice is always um, confess first the thing you're most scared of. Oh, that's good advice. Like just get it, get it out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the Lord lives in the light yep. and he wants to rob um rob the power of darkness and so if we keep it in the dark uh, that's kind of the the one of the human aspects of confession is once we bring it into the light the lord kind of can can work at it if we keep it hidden uh, we're hiding it from from god as well and because god is gentle and loving he often waits for us to present it to him before uh his power comes in and heals it so i would say what you're most afraid of bring that up first. That's awesome. What, uh, what are some, some good things you would want to hear in confession? Yeah. And then what, what are some things, uh, you, you, would thanks not be to God. Hear? I don't think I've ever really had an, a negative. I mean, like some experiences have just been better than wow. others. Usually wow. if, yeah, see, that's a, that's a reason to be You're brave a very and go to confession. Yeah. yeah. The, like the only ones that I can think of that have been like weird, it's when it's like, in a second language, <laughs> just like <laughs> we're both okay. doing our best. <laughs> um, yeah. ones, what, the one that always gets me is when they, the priest says, good confession, because I'm like, what, what does that mean? Like, I don't know. What does that mean? Does that mean like, great job listing your sins? <laughs> like, like great job examining your conscience? Yeah, like, what does I it mean, mean? That's what it means. It means like you've taken this seriously and clearly you're bringing to the Lord, not just some perfunctory list, but you're you're really examining your heart oh, okay. and your conscience and saying, yeah, this is what this is what I know has offended God or hurt God, and I want to bring it to Him in humility. Okay, so it's sincere. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Okay, it might be just like a moment <laughs> while he thinks about what to say. <laughs> yeah, it could be filler too, but uh, yeah, hopefully not. Yeah. So I guess like the three things that I like to hear: one, good confession; two. <laughs> Um, I thought you didn't like to hear it, but now you do. Two is, uh, no, I'm only doing things I like. Two is, um, oh man, so this is, this is, this is when it gets real. I like it when they call me out a little bit. And, and I think it's because like, like, I don't know, it could be easy for someone to be like, oh, you look like you got your act together. Keep going. But when they're like, queen, you got to be working a little harder. I'm like, oh, they write, they write, they write. So I like it. And then I also, um, this so, one's going to so, sound. So the phrase is, queen, you've got to be working a little harder. Can you write this All right. down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let Do me... you have any shared Google Docs that you can like send to multiple To Brother Priest. Okay, yeah. thanks, friend. Great. Next convocation. Make, <laughs> make it on the agenda. Okay. So, and then the other thing that like, this is going to sound like kind of lame, like, and this is not for everyone's for everyone's scenario, but I, I do like it when <laughs> this is going to sound lame. So listen to, hear just me out it, Father. Say it, when I get it. a light penance, because not because I'm not willing to do the penance, but it just like, it really is like, Hey, this is not about you. Like this is about God's mercy. So, um, yeah, I, I just appreciate that reminder of, of my humanity and, and God's goodness and greatness. And that this is, this is his his goodness. And he just loves me. He just wants me back, you know? He just it's like the prodigal father. He wakes up every day like, oh, 
maybe the day she'll come back. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, let's talk for a minute about uh, forgiveness outside of the sacrament of confession. Like forgiving each other? Yeah. Do you have anything you want to tell me? (laughs) (laughs) I forgive you. Thanks. You too. Okay. No. Done. (laughs) No, because that can be really hard. It can be. It's like harder because, see, and this is a thing too. Um, This is something that I've heard, just like forgiveness and reconciliation, two different things, because forgiveness is just like me extending it to someone. Reconciliation requires the other person also returning. Right. Yeah. So reconciliation, like we can say the sacrament. Right. Two way street. And we can we can say the sacrament of reconciliation because God is always seeking us. But we like God doesn't necessarily ask us to reconcile with everyone, but he asks us to forgive everyone. Does that make sense? Do you think he asks us to try to reconcile with everyone? Uh. I think, what do you think? I think he does to some degree. To some degree. Now, if someone's been hurt by someone, you know, you take like worst case scenario, abuse. Yeah. I think that reconciliation is not like, hey, let's get back together and Mm -hmm. hang out. But I think it does require, because the demand of discipleship is so great. And Jesus says, forgive us our trespasses as we've forgiven others. Um, It's not about forgetting or pretending it didn't happen. But it is about getting to a place where this person, I desire the best for them. Right. I desire them to share eternal happiness in heaven. And I even want the Lord to bless them here and now. Now, I, I don't want them to to be excused for what they do all the time. Uh, but I think recon- reconciliation is required for, for all of us to, to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Lord understands, especially in cases where People have been severely hurt. Um, What a tall order that is. But, you know, dude, that is why God gives us grace. Mm -hmm. That's why Jesus died on the cross, because nothing is impossible with God. And I think if we say it's not possible, we're selling God short. Hmm. I don't know. What what do you think? You think that's too far? Um, I mean, like... Do you not think Jesus can do that? No, I think that... Okay. Wow. Okay. You're like, why don't you go back and read Luke <laughs> chapter one? Um, no, I think that I think that God asks God asks it of us, like to extend forgiveness to people, and and so that's what we must do. And and it's also for freedom, right? That's why God wants. That's why you know God desires us to to ask His forgiveness, right, for our own freedom. So, yeah, I think we do receive that freedom. That, you know, if we hold on to a, a hurt or a grudge, we are oh, yeah. building our own prison. But I think it's, I think there's an evangelical way oh, okay. of doing it that we begin to witness the power of Jesus mm. in the world. And um, to do that in a radical way, you know, the life of the martyrs who Amen. lay down their life for their faith. Some people are called to be like a martyr in the way of forgiving. Right. To forgive people for, you know for tragic things. I mean, a number of weeks ago over, I think the summer, early fall, there was uh, this, this shooting in Texas, this woman, oh, right. female police officer who shot an African-American man because she, she was confused about what apartment she was in and walked into his apartment. I mean, I couldn't imagine something more beautiful. This man's brother saying, I forgive you. Right. And like in hugging her in the court during her sentencing. Right. Now she still went to prison and that's right, right. and just. But what a powerful witness yeah. to the world that Jesus can transform our hearts even when we've gone through incredible suffering. And I think that's one of the real powers of forgiveness to say nothing is outside the reach of the love of Jesus. Amen. Thanks be to God. 
Amen. Great job, Danielle. Amen. Hey, episode. Good work. Listeners, we want to say hey. We want to just give you some love. Thank you for always listening to us. Um, and yeah, I, I guess um, if yeah, I was going to say anything. Word, well, yeah. I, was gonna, I think we should both share closing words. Because we're talking about the sacrament of reconciliation, just like God wants you back. Um, and that you could be really close and you could be really far, but either way, he's he's dreaming about you guys living a deeper and more grand adventure. So don't hesitate to run into his arms. Also, this is me speaking to myself. Porque yeah. I need to go to confession because I didn't go last week. Yeah. Love, Danielle. Yeah. And I would just say, you know, a word to anyone who's who's got unforgiveness in their heart that the lord calls us to uh to not make peace with that unforgiveness but to offer it to him and to engage even if it's a daily struggle to seek to forgive people in our lives that we need to forgive uh so that we can receive the peace god wants us to have Amen. and we can live that powerful witness of being uh, radically transformed into a new creation by jesus christ amen speed to god we love you guys It's been real. It's been fun. So long it's for been, now. It's been real fun. And uh, yeah. thanks for talking about forgiveness. I think, uh, you know, the Lord wants each of us to, to grow in that. And, and none of us is perfect at it. So we're, we're all trying to figure this out together. Okay, let's journey on. Amen. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, your Trader Joe cashier. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Open Door Detroit. Help us unleash the gospel. Open Door Policy was produced by Ron Pangborn and the creative team of the Archdiocese of Detroit. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs>